is Twitter. Hey, folks, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Photo. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. Today on the show, I have my friend, Mr. Jesse Dipmar. He's a New York City-based photographer who has... I want to go out on a limb and say that Jesse's photographed pretty much every celebrity known to man. No, he hasn't, but but quite a few celebrities. Uh, he has had the pleasure, or they have had the pleasure, of being in front of his lens. Um, today's interview is kind of a celebration of that in a lot of ways, because my friend Jesse Dittmar has published this thing here, which is this ridiculous book he calls overexposed or Dipmar overexposed and it is well we'll let you will let jesse tell you you know what went into this and what it's all about but i will tell you that i've seen a lot of books right and i have a lot of books come across my desk there's you know the 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 uh litany of coffee table books in my on my literal coffee table right now this one stands out you know for a lot of reasons from a design perspective, the fit and finish of the book, but then also the content of the book. Obviously, every page you turn to is somebody that you'll recognize that you'll see in a slightly different way that you're than you're probably used to seeing them. And Jesse put it all together. So we're going to talk about this book um, and a bunch of other stuff. So let's dive in. Enough about that. Let's just dive in and, and have this conversation. Jesse Dittmar, man, how's it going? Hey, hey, Frederick! Thanks for having me. Uh, what a, what a wonderful intro! Intro. Uh, it's, it's amazing to be able to have this book out there and get it to people. So thank you very much for taking the time. No, no, thank you for putting the book together. You know, and it. One of the things that we before we started recording this, we were saying, you know, what what are the different directions that we should take the interview? And one of them is just I want to talk about publishing in general. Like and the the state of the publishing industry and why and it, just the the whole ecosystem around creating a book of of this quality and putting it out there and the costs associated and the time expenditures and all that stuff. Sure. Like does does that balance sheet work out in the end or is there some other some other benefit to publishing a book that is less tangible than than the dollar sign? Uh, before we do that though, you you um, I twisted your arm a little bit behind the scenes. <laughs> And Jesse's put a code together for the TWIP audience so you can grab this book with another with a bonus that I'm going to let you talk about. So tell me about the, 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 the discount, which is TWIP. So tell me about that and what they get when they use the TWIP discount and then what, what the raffle thing is as well. Yeah, if, if you go to overexposethebook.com, which I'm sure we'll link in the show notes and use yeah. the promo code TWIP, uh, you'll be entered into a raffle to come to New York and to be part of a lighting and process workshop in person with me and a few other people uh, here in New York teaching you all the stuff that we're going to talk about today, um, all the stuff that you can see on my social uh, about you know the process of what goes into these shoots and how, how they get done and how they get made and how they get lit and how, how they happen so quickly. Uh, so if you're ever, ever were interested in, in how this happens, uh, we're going to be doing a day-long workshop in New York sometime this year. Haven't decided on the date exactly yet, but enter that code and you'll be uh, automatically entered into uh, being able to participate. That's fantastic, and they get a dis the discount on the book as well when they when they use yeah, that code. Yeah, and five percent right? off the book too for good okay. measure for you Excellent. for you, Frederick. Thank you. I, I tried to get ten, but he just <laughs> said five. So. <laughs> No, thank you for doing that. All seriousness. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. And um, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I don't want to, 
I don't want to overexpose the kudos, but <laughs> dad <laughs> it's jokes, just man. sitting there. It's just dad sitting jokes. there. <laughs> you understand dad jokes. Go on. You know, so. I, I, too many, too many come out of my mouth. That's for sure. Um, so let's, let's talk, let's talk about the book itself and what's in it. So like I, like I said, in that little intro there, it's, it's, from my perspective, the, the I'm the end user, right? So I had nothing to do with the book at all in any way. So I get it, and I'm looking at it with fresh eyes. So I am your target user. I'm a photographer who knows and loves all the celebrities, most of them that you have <laughs> you have in the book sure. that you have in the book, right? So uh, when I look at it, I just look at it as kind of a celebration of your work, having spoken with you and knowing what you go through and the artisanship you put into the shoots that you that you put together and how you deal with the celebrities i just had a little jesse dipmar on my shoulder saying you know telling me and narrating narrating the whole thing give us give us the inside scoop like what was what was the impetus of the book why you know why why create a book yeah well this is my second book so uh, i i published my first book a couple Jesus, in 2016. And then I had um, a reprint of it in 2018. So it's been a few years since I published work. And I just felt like it was time. I um, I feel like my first book was was really about the first two years of my career. It's called mm -hmm. Two. It's just a, a, an, a, it's just a base, basically a showcase of, of what you can do as a young photographer in two years. And then this, this is more about the, a, a wider process of view of how how do you start a style how do you start how do you start a, a artistic style for yourself as a photographer and what does that lead to from a career perspective and so it's it's 97 black and white film portraits of of pictures i'm really proud of that i've done over the last 10 years about um no no duplicates with the first book in case you have the first book already so it's all new work um but uh, as well as the stories in the back of the book uh little anecdotes little stories uh little little windows to open up the world of of how these shots got made and and some of the challenges behind them some of the thought processes behind them um it, it, i kind of go the gamut of talking about what it's like to have the lifestyle of a photographer or what it's like to uh, have the challenge of lighting these pictures and the technical challenges of these pictures, uh, what it's like to, to deal with the people and the politics, what it's like to deal with the, uh, the subjects and how to handle them. And so it's really just a deep dive into what goes on and how you make, uh, make work like this. And it's really exciting, cathartic for me to, to put it out there and, and I love the way that the book is laid out where the first, the first 75% of the book are just the images and you, yeah. you immersing yourself in the work. And, and that's really the final product. That's what really what matters. And then the last 25% is, is just deep diving into these little stories uh, about how every picture was made. And the, the little stories in the, in the book uh, or in the, in the back of the book. So the, when you dive in kind of to the behind the scenes of these images, who is the target avatar that you're speaking to? Is it, is it a me, a photographer, you know, that, that aspires to maybe one day have a chance to do a percentage of what you've done here? Or is it just the layman person who doesn't care about photography? They, you know, they're just interested in seeing this amazing collection of photographers, of uh, celebrities. I think it's both, to be honest. I, I keep mm -hmm. the stories pretty, um, pretty diverse. It's not like every single story 
follows the same kind of subject matter. Um, some of the stories get very technical that would be appreciated more by someone who has a higher technical knowledge. And some of the stories are just good little stories that uh, I hope would kind of just full in uh, full in it's not a word that would <laughs> i hope would uh, uh co color in the picture so to speak uh a little bit more about the surround the circumstances around what we had to do in order to make the image happen um and so i think it can be both i, I don't i think if you, you this book is if you love photography if you're a photographer yourself and and want to know more about how this work gets made if you're a photographer who just appreciates good printing i'm very proud of how this book was printed and and yeah. the the quality of the imagery um and and you know if you're an art collector or anything like that i think it i think i think it's for you too i i wouldn't necessarily the the stories are so personal i'm not i'm not thinking too hard about my audience when i'm when i'm writing them it's definitely for fellow photographers up-and-coming photographers and art lovers i would say are yeah. is my is my general audience yeah. That is, so the, the process of creating the book itself, you know, was it, I got to, I got to, you know, knowing how you have a high level of attention to detail, let's say that, right? So <laughs> knowing that you have a high level of attention to detail on something like this, that's showing your work, you know, in this, this big kind of gorgeous coffee table look, I, I like, like, how does that work? Like, is it like... <laughs> I just, I just imagine like, okay, here's, here's a press sample. Okay. I don't like the way this black and white came out. It's, you know, it's too warm. Okay. Send it back. Okay. Here's another press sample. This is great, but yeah. the, the pages are cut wrong. They're uneven or right. You know, was it like that <laughs> or did, or did you get like the, the final pristine from the publisher and it was just dialed in and ready to go? Uh, it's somewhere in between. Luckily mm. the, uh, luckily the press I'm using are just, experts in the craft uh they are the press for photo books uh they're called ebs they're in verona italy uh they print they've printed avidon irving penn Leibowitz, helman newton i mean every one of my idols they've printed uh yeah. so a lot of the process is putting trust in their hands mm -hmm. uh that being said there are a lot of decisions to be made. There's a lot of different ways to ways to make a book. And uh, part of the process is going there, is going to Italy, is going on press, on site. And par part of this process, because my book this time around is different than my first one, it, it's there's, there's some different uh, design choices in it. Part of the process is being in their, in their archives and being like, hmm, what would it look like if the embossing was black what would it look mm -hmm. like if the embossing was silver what would it look like if it was white like the, these aren't these aren't the kind of uh issues you were talking about with pages being off because you don't have to worry about that with these guys um or or you know something being dramatically wrong it's more just like literal choices that have to be made on how yeah. you want it to be, be how you want it to look uh there's so many options out there there's no there's no template uh, you know, a, being a book designer in your own right is a job. Yeah. And, uh, and so, so it's so cool to go there and make these fine, fine tuned decisions. I mean, even, even the color of the little cotton strip you can see on the, on the binding there, yeah. uh, that red, 
they, they come to me and they ask, what color do you want this to be? <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, cause you can choose any color. And, and so you're really making a lot of decisions. Um, and for me, it's all about, okay, what's going to serve the work the best? Like what is the best object I can make that is going to let this work breathe, going to let this work speak. Uh, and the, the, those are the principles I'm looking at and I'm holding to, uh, when I'm, when I'm making the book, as far as the other things, the color and tone and stuff, you know, you're on set, you're on press, uh, you're on, you're, it's amazing. You get to see this happen and come off the line. And if you go on my Instagram, you can go back and look at some, uh, behind the scenes videos of these just giant machines, just like running through thousands of pages of paper. Um, just, they run all day long, all night long. It's crazy. Uh, it's such a cool experience as a photographer to see your work coming off these machines. Uh, so you get to do that too. It's just an overall wonderful experience. Uh, an unbelievable opportunity as a photographer to, to be part of something like this. No, no picking this and this is the, so you flew to Italy to kind of, to, to supervise these coming off the line and all that. Wow. Um, yep, was exactly. your, was I know you you assisted or you had some affiliation with Andy Leibovitz back in the day, right? Were you? Yeah, you an assistant? I assisted her a few times. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Was was she the fact that she used this publisher or this this press? Was she instrumental in your decision to use them? Uh, no, not her specifically. I mean, it wasn't. I didn't get the idea from her studio. Uh, actually, I reached out to a uh, a. A, fr- a, a student, a friend of mine who I went to college with, who turned into a book designer, and mm. it was her job to design books. And she was the one who pushed me to use these, use this company. And I mean, all I needed to do was look up the other photographers that used them, and I knew mm. that this was the right decision. Um, so the fact that a lot of the people I worked with and idolized ended up going there. It was just a plus. Uh, but, but my friend, Bonnie, who's a designer is the actual person who, who said, you know, I would use these guys if I were you. And yeah. that's what we did. Do you, do you advise photographer? Would you advise photographers that are on a similar path with you, you know, as you shooting portraits, I mean, not, you know, this body of work with all the celebrities, but if they're, you know, they enjoy shooting or photographing people. Is this a milestone in the career? Is like you shoot and you get good enough and then you create a coffee table book and that's kind of a, you know, a chapter marker or, or, or other. I consider it to be a milestone in my career. Certainly. Yeah. Uh, the fact that I've been able to publish uh, multiple books is something that I've always dreamed of doing. It's one of the reasons why I became a photographer was because I was infatuated with photo books mm. and, and wanted, wanted to know how, how these beautiful pictures got made. And that's also part of the reason why I have the stories in the back of my book is, is to give a little more of the how um, that I didn't necessarily get as a kid. Uh, so I think it's absolutely a milestone. I mean, it's a very complicated question. I wouldn't be able to recommend generally uh, for anyone to do or not do it. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on your own situation. I think it depends on um, a, a ton of factors, honestly. Um, so, you know, it has, I would say this, it's doable. It's hundred mm-hmm. percent doable. Um, depending on who you are and where you're at in your career, it, it's, it's definitely doable. Um, does that mean you should do it? I think that you'd have to 
shoot me an email and we grab a coffee and we can talk a little bit and we can figure out if it's right for you. Yeah. Um, or or but, buy the but, book and get in on that raffle and win it yeah, and ask you, you in person. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 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 So, uh, it's surprisingly doable. I think any photographer who's at a, who's at a level that I'm at or above could absolutely make a book. Um, and I think for people who are a little below my level, um, or, or just starting out or hobbyists or whatever, you know, I think the, you got to ask yourself some questions as far as like, is this the best thing I should be doing with my time and my money, uh, right now? And, uh, if, if you can come up with the answers being yes to that, then I would, I would say, go, that's great. Uh, but if you think that like I did early in my career, that my, my money and my time should really be focused on shooting and making work and, um, and focused on making more work and getting more work. Uh, it's definitely not something I would have been able to do. Would have It wouldn't have been successful if I did it right when I started my career. Yeah, yeah. Did you, um, you know, it w- is part of the marketing for the book and, you know, in the launch of the book, did you provide the celebrities or the subjects in the book with a copy of the book or will they get it? Have yeah, I'm definitely, it? yeah, they're all going to get a copy. Everyone's getting a copy, uh, which I'm very excited. No one has a copy yet right now. It's on pre-order. So it's mm-hmm. on, it's literally on, on in the ocean uh getting close to new york it should be arriving you have a copy okay yeah you're one of the lucky ones i don't even have a copy Frederick. you've That's got awesome. my copy um it's beautiful let me just tell you it's beautiful so. <laughs> uh yeah you're like the one of four people that have a copy right now uh, and so I, I wish i wish i had more of them but no they're on a boat they're gonna arrive here uh hopefully at the end of this week uh it's hard to say with you know this is part of making a book is learning all about this stuff and learning about customs and ports and all this yeah. shenanigans uh yeah. but I, I expect him to have him in my hand next week uh which means i expect everyone else to have them in their hands quite soon after that That's uh, great. so yes yeah, so everyone who's in this book is getting a copy i'm very excited to share it with them very very um very grateful for their participation and and for for the the having the ability and the chance to make portraits of these people is just a true privilege. And and many of these celebrities are in New York City, right? Obviously, where you are, um, are what's what's the book launch party like? Do you have that that plan? <laughs> I feel like it should be a, st- a star studded, you know, book launch party with a step and repeat and all that stuff going on. <laughs> I'd love it to be. Uh, you know, frankly, it's something that is uh, needs to be needs to be ironed out uh right yeah. now i'm i'm focused on getting the books getting here and then making plans after that but uh yeah. we're selling a lot of books already and uh and i couldn't be happier with the way things are turning out that's great well you know i want to switch gears and talk a little bit about economics of of the sure. whole public publishing industry um and devil's advocate people may say you know printed book it's 2023 it's all digital why not make a youtube video or you know some <laughs> or a course or something digital that i can put on my phone or a kindle version of this why the full-on physical what are the economics of doing a full-on physical book you know i guess part of that question is uh is it profitable or do like i said before do the does the revenue come in some other way uh, why not make a YouTube video on a how to make a book? Then you can do, you can get both. You can, you can get some, some synergy with your content. Yeah, um, right. I should have taken, I should have taken that. I should have taken that advice myself and done a YouTube <laughs> video on how to make a book. Exactly. Um, next one. That's yeah. the next one. Thank you for Fair. the idea. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Let, let, 
you know, I can't tell you how many books you're going to sell and how many books you're going to sell me is, is, is the key to your, to your profit, profitability or not. I mean, the, mm-hmm. now we're talk, talking about business school stuff, but uh, for me personally, it's, it's more than worth it. Um, it is something that I get to sell and um, something I get to get out to the people who are supporters and fans of my work. Um, people, the people that helped me make this work, the people that are in this work, uh, every, there's so many people involved in a career like mine that, uh, even if I didn't sell a single copy, the fact I'm able to get this out as a, as a piece of gratitude to everyone that's helped me get here mm-hmm. is worth it. In my opinion, um, that being said, I sell books and that's nice. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, yeah. and that, that helps. Uh, but it's definitely not, uh, this, this isn't, I didn't, I didn't become a photographer to make books. I became a photographer to make the work inside the book. So, uh, mm. so it's not the goal of the book is not to make a living off the book. Uh, I make my living off of being a photographer and make my living off of people hiring me to do these shoots that you see in this book, um, and other shoots that you don't. And this, this book is just a object that I'm really proud of that I'm really proud to get to people. Uh, and that I think people are really excited to have in their hands. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And then the, there's so many questions. So I'm, I'm going to meander yeah, with my questions him. today. Right. So, Go for it. so I'm looking when I was sitting, sitting on the couch, going through the book, you know, of course, you know, and I hadn't gotten to the back yet. I haven't gotten to those, but looking at the photos in there, the first question that pops up, and I guess a lot of photographers will have the question is what did he shoot these with? Like what lens, <laughs> what camera body, sure. like what, what what's the sure. gear that it takes to make these this level of work? Sure, and I go into that in a lot of in a lot of this. If you if you if you read the book in the back, a lot of the story in the back. get to it. But before before you get to that point, I mean, this book was shot on on my 500 C Hasselblad, mm. um, 1960s camera with uh, 80 mil. I have used two lenses primarily, 80 mil and a 120 mil. Uh, mm. I used some extension tubes to get close. I'm shooting on Ilford 3200 film. I mean, the reason why it's called overexposed is is definitely a multi-layered uh, word. But part of the one of the layers is the fact that I overexposed this film by a lot in order to get these pictures. Um, it's it's in the intro. The intro is about the first picture in the book, which is is how I started my style. Which is I thought I was shooting 100 speed film, and I had 3200 speed film in the can, mm. and mm. so uh, I overexposed it by a whopping five stops. I still got an image that I really loved and an image that I said, I want to make more images like this. And mm-hmm. that's what this book really is, is a jumping off point from that first, that first portrait. So I'm using some old school gear using film. Um, and I especially think in today, in, in, I, I know for me personally, having to use film, having to slow down, being all manual, uh, not being able to just press that shutter button and have, pictures keep clicking off is is something that's very uh, cathartic and buddhist and and allowing you to be in the moment with your subject when a lot of the gear and ways that we photograph today are pushing against those concepts yeah. uh so I, I, same thing with making the book itself just like you said i i, I want people to have this feeling that they can sit down with it for a moment um, and not have to necessarily even look at the whole thing and maybe just look at a couple images and flip back to the stories and re- mm-hmm. and come back to it again. 
but it, it feel looking at the book feels similar to the way that I feel when I make the pictures, which is I'm in the middle of a frenzy. I'm in the middle of shooting digital. I'm in the middle of a celebrity and their people and a place that I've never been and all these yeah. other things and time constraints and deadlines and, and clients. And okay, let me break out my Hasselblad for a minute. Um, and it all kind of goes away and I get to focus on why I love making pictures and what originally brought me, brought me to making pictures. And the fact that I get to keep doing that is really rejuvenating and keeps me going. Uh, when all that other stuff gets really, really crazy. And then, so so the flow was, for the most part, the Hasselblad was was a tag along with you when you're doing a regular shoot. So you see New York Times or someone calls you up, say, "Hey Jesse, we need a shot of X." You go out, you do the shoot. You got a couple of extra minutes. You grab the Hasselblad with the ISO 3200 film. You overexpose it by five stops, and you got that shot, knowing that one day that you're gonna you know, use it for something. That's, that's really interesting. So multitasking. So just on the, on the technical side of this, so, uh, Ilford 3200, I didn't know that it had yeah. five stops of latitude in there. If you overexpose clear, by five not, stops, it's gone. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to, to, to be clear, I no longer rate it a hundred. Um, I have, after many discussions with my develop, my developers, and uh, and the guy that I work with now that handles the film, we've we've landed on a speed that we find to be the best for the film, mm -hmm. um, which is still significantly overexposed. But uh, the the film has is has a lot of range. Um, I would definitely not rate for thirty two hundred at thirty two hundred. You're not your negatives will be very very thin if you do that. And at one hundred, they're really really thick. I mean, they're 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 a black almost. Yeah, um, yeah. And so somewhere in between for me, I'm, I'm now like landing in the like 400 to 800 range okay. uh, where, where I like to keep it. Uh, but, but that said, I like my film to get weird. I don't worry about it too much. Like if I shoot something and I shot it at 1600, say, Hey, I shot it at 1600. We, we push it hard. And mm -hmm. if I, shot it at 50 ISO for some strange reason. Um, he knows and we'll pull it and we'll just kind of, he has this whole carry. He has this whole process where he uses spent. I mean, I don't know how technical we want to get, but he's a spent developer so yeah. that, uh, so that the highlight, so the, the blacks can come up and the lower tones can come up, but the highlights won't burn out as quickly. And he has this whole, he has this whole process that I don't exactly even know the full extent of that involves specific developers, specific times, specific chemistry organizations and specific age of the developer uh, that helps make this, these things happen. The reason why I don't worry about it too much. I mean, Carrie does an amazing job. I want things to be weird. I want things to be organic. I want things to not, this is, I'm shooting one role. It's not my whole, it's not the whole shoot. It's not the whole yeah. job. It, yeah. It's, I want it to be and feel organic and unique yeah. uh so i embrace it being weird uh, the imperfections i, embrace, I yeah. embrace the imperfections uh the fact that they're not all rated exactly the same mm -hmm. um it also that also layers on how on my process which is so much about the person in front of me and how different all of them are and and how you know i don't think one style and one specific way of shooting to to a 
exact T does does everyone a service as far as being able to let them and let the mood and the or the the way the shoot is rolling kind of reflect in 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 the images. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's so it's, it's refreshing to hear you use all these terms like pushing and pulling film and, you know, thick yeah. and thin negatives and all that stuff. Cause all those terms are like, you know, archaic now for the most part, it, yeah. you know, contrasted with today's, you know, high ISO, you know, crazy capable Canons and Nikons and Sony's, et cetera. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry just... if we lost anyone. <laughs> no, no. I, I, hopefully we, we sparked some interest, you know, go check this yeah. stuff out. You know, I'm you know curious. What's crazy, oh, go crazy ahead. actually what, what you just mentioned with the high ISO, high ISO mirrorless now is that when I started doing this, um, I had to rate my cam. I wouldn't rate my digital camera above 200. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that's why one of the reasons why I overexposed it is I would shoot the digital at 200. I would pop into FP 100, uh, Polaroid that was rated at hundred. And that was most of my shoot was rated at hundred, hundred or 200. And that's mm -hmm. how this mistake now happened. I used to have to turn down the packs a little bit to shoot the film. Now I have to turn, turn the lights up to shoot the film <laughs> because crazy. I'm rating, I'm rating my editorial shoots at like 1600, 3200, 20, 2400, like 2000, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. like it's, it's completely flipped the uh, power of the lighting sources, uh, on, on these shoots. It, it's crazy. And I've only, and I'm a 10 year, I'm a 10 year veteran. So in 10 yeah. years, it's completely flipped the power output and what you need. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's remarkable for me to be on my set saying, Got to go up two stops for the film. <laughs> it's crazy. That, for, for me, the two, too. For the 3200s film. Got to go up two yeah. stops for the 3200 film. It's magic. <laughs> like, for me, like an old military photographer, right? And then having to yeah. go deploy someplace and have, you know, be, well, see, you, we, <laughs> we had to have different emulsions in our bag depending on what might yeah. happen. Right. We yeah. don't know if we're going to be out late at night or if it's going to be an overcast day or if you're going to be shooting inside or outside or you're doing portraits or action yeah. or sport, you know, whatever. So you got to be ready for all of it. You know, coming back with yeah. nothing is not an option. So, you know, with all this film in your bag and then you fast forward to today where it's like, oh, yeah, I feel like I want to be at this this ISO. <laughs> Turn it. It's remarkable. It's, you can it's, do. It is. It is. So does does Jesse Dipmar have uh, an enlarger and a dark room and all that stuff in a spare bathroom at home? Or you uh, send it, does did, it all go out? I did as a out? kid. I, I did as a kid growing up. I, I built a I, I caught the bug. I built my own dark room in my basement. Yeah. Um, got enlarger. Was doing all my own printing uh, yeah. at home and and most of my own black and white development. Uh, now, frankly, I, it's just. It's just too much time, unfortunately. Yeah, it's um, a lot. I still have my hands in a lot of the process, uh, but I'm not. I'm not hitting the dark room, unfortunately. Uh, maybe, maybe as my career evolves and uh, and matures, I can I can bring that back into practice. But uh, for now, the focus on me is making the work, and uh, the the hands on of being in the dark room. I miss it. I miss it yeah. dearly, but it's just not part of the process right now. I feel like, I don't know, maybe maybe this is just, you know, the nerd in me talking, but I'm like, wouldn't it be great if someone reinvented the enlarger 
right <laughs> with with a with like some sort of transparent lcd in there that you shine light through and you can have more control over the the actual quote negative that you're feeding in <laughs> and then print yeah. it on paper you know that would be kind of interesting you know not not for any production related stuff more you know hobbyist and yeah. fine art type stuff but it'd be interesting if you could have that well, people hybrid... are not photographing their negatives through a situation like that rather than using scanners so um, oh, it's okay. a common it's a common way to to translate your negatives to, to digital is to actually photograph them in a scenario that you just described. Yeah. Uh, I don't do that yet, although it's on my radar. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I think that there are the the part I do within the process now is I scan them mm-hmm. and putting these images on putting the film on the Imacon bed on the drum scanner and going through that process, which is a, a a, base, a light-based process, um, it still feels great. And it's yeah. still, there's still a skill to it. And you can't, there's no like, uh, you still you still have to make choices, artistic choices. And uh, yeah. and so I, I still love that part of the process and, and try really hard to make myself available for it. Now, your, your day-to-day editorial stuff that you're doing, like I said, like New York Times or, you know, whoever calls you up and sends you out to go do a shoot, what are you shooting those on? You're not shooting that film, obviously. You're shooting digital. No, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting else. both. Yeah, shooting I'm, both. and I'm delivering okay. film too. Yeah, I'm, I'm pushing really, you know, everyone has tight, tight deadlines, and I'm working my best with editors to uh, make sure they have what they need. But I'm definitely pushing to give them film, pushing for them to use film. I mean, wow. it's my personal work. It's it's what I think is the best imageries, the best images that I make typically on most shoots is, is images coming out of this camera. So, uh, So I want them to use them. Uh, so I'll be I'll be shooting digitally. I'm I'm currently on a Canon R6. Um, I was just on the R5. I switched to the R6 Mark II. Um, I did go mirrorless last year. I have a lot of thoughts on that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I'm using that, and I'm using my my Hasselblad, and I'm trying to deliver them everything. I'm trying to deliver them stills. Uh, film, and then also some move- my moving portrait work, which is just basically quick moving vignettes of the subject. Yeah, which is great, which is great. How do, you, how do you feel about all this other stuff that's popping up? This is kind of off topic, but I'm curious as to, to get your feel sure. while I have you. Um, this, the, all this AI imaging stuff that we're seeing, oh, like this journey and, you know, all the things. Do you care? Do you like Better. it? Do you hate it? <laughs> Frederick, yeah, it's a whole podcast, man. You got to have me back on. We'll talk about mid journey. I will. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. AI. Yes, uh, I could talk. Honestly, I could talk a whole podcast about it. I, I think that the, some of the, the technology that coming is coming out is remarkable. Yeah. I think that, um, I am not personally worried about my job because I consider that I consider the artwork that I make to be very personal and to be something that will be aided by AI, but not replaced by AI mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, I do, I think in the imagery world, AI is going to replace a lot of imagery that was kind of already dying out a lot of stock imagery. Um, a lot of, a lot of, Hey, I need it. I mean, it's how pe- prompts are what people are thinking about when they're at their desk. Like someone yeah. is like, I'm making a deck for a cookie brand and I need a picture of a young mom with two young twins sitting at a table in urban suburbia, uh, snacking on cookies and milk and the sun looks golden. And like Mm -hmm. there, 
someone is telling them to go find that and now they tell the computer to go make it. Uh, and I think that that process will just continue to get more elaborate and intense and better. Um, I, I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. We, in general, we, I'm a, we will talk. <laughs> yeah. In, ge- in general, I'm, I'm an AI enthusiast. I think mm-hmm. this technology is, is generally going to make our lives easier and allow us or allow me personally to focus on the things that I really love about making art. And, um, and so I'm, I'm generally optimistic. I, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm excited to see where things are going to go. I'm encouraged because, you know, you are, you're a photographer who embraces the old ways, right? The old ways of the force, right? So the film and chemical processes and all that stuff, while also keeping a foot, a strong foot in current, right? With your R6 and, yeah. and, and shooting and doing all the things on the computer that we, that we love to do. Um, but you like I part of me was expecting you to say, considering the film part of our discussion, I was expecting you to say, yeah, no, I don't really, you know, this AI stuff, you know, it's not for me. I'm, you know, I like analog and that's uber digital on that side. Yeah, it's encouraging because I'm very encouraged by it. And I want to see I really want to see where things go. And just considering how far we've come in like a year. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, because you look at like just mid journey. I was watching this YouTube yeah. video yesterday and was talking about the 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 quality of mid journey, the images that mid journey is putting out. And they use the example of someone asking it to create a, an avocado or a chair that was styled after an avocado or something. And yeah. the, what it, what it came up with was passable, but it looked, you know, slightly cartoonish, um, not really finished, but it was like still amazing. That didn't exist before yeah. someone asked for it. Um, and then you fast forward to 2023, same prompt, photorealistic, plausible furniture yeah. <laughs> sitting in a yeah. room with, yeah, sure. with dramatic lighting and all sure, of that. Sure, sure. Yeah. In just sure. a year, in just a year. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm encouraged. I'm really yeah, encouraged. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get smarter. Rather than people, I think there's a lot of arguments out there. I think artists have a right to be mad that if their styles are being sure uh, yeah. being grabbed by these programs, um, and I think those artists have a reason to be mad about that. Uh, however, I, I think this isn't going away. Like this isn't this is the genie's not being put back in the bottle. So yeah. the most productive thing to be thinking about is uh, how to, how to utilize these tools to your advantage and how to, how to create art in relation to these tools, not necessarily using these tools, but in a world in which these tools exist. Uh, and I think it's the same thing with film. I, I think film, listen, would we be talking about a book of solo film po- portraits 25 years ago? Yeah. Uh, no, we wouldn't. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. part of right. part of the reasons part of the reason why we're why this book exists and why we're talking about it is that I'm using it in relation to the to the world in which imagery is getting made right now. Um, there's a lot of film shooters out there, and, and there's a reason why we're shooting film. It, it's it's a it's there's a lot of reasons why we're shooting film, and one of the main ones is that uh, it's it's a process that is not no longer the mainstream, yeah. um, and. And so I think you have to put your headspace in a, in a place where, okay, this is here. I can't be too pissed about it. 
not going to bring these companies down. Uh, right. So I might as well figure out how to make art within within the world in which they exist. If you can beat them, join them, right? And yeah, it's <laughs> not necessarily it, it, join them. I mean, but at yeah. least at least make art knowing that they are there. Right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And not going away. You know, it's very. Not, it's very yeah. war holy. Like war holy. It's very warhol. <laughs> Is uh, that a word? See, that's two words you made so. up in this interview, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, two words. I'm listen. There's a reason. There's a reason why I'm a photographer. Uh, Warholian. I like that. That's yeah, brilliant. It's, it's it's very Warhol to to say like, hey, this is this is this is the the space in which I live, and so now I'm going to make art of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I I, th- I think that there are opportunity is opportunity out there. There's opportunity out there. I love it. I love it. Well, let's leave it right there, man. Again, congratulations on this this book. Every time we talk, you're working on something amazing, you know, which, is, you. which is the way it should be, right? I love that. Thank you. Um, and just to remind the folks, let me go back in my notes, just to remind folks that uh, if you want to grab this book when it's it's in pre-order now. Um, yeah, it's pre-ordered. You, yeah, use the and it's going to be available wherever fine books are sold, right? So Amazon, all the all the places. Um, the best so, place to get it is to go to my Instagram and to go to my website. Um, we eventually will be distributed in all the fine places books are sold. Uh, but okay. right now in the pre-order phase is to go to my website, go to my Instagram, um, go to the link in the show notes, and then type in the uh, the promo code TWIP yep. for uh, for five percent off and a chance to uh, come and learn how I do this stuff with me in New York. Love it. All right, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for doing this, taking the time to do this. Uh, I appreciate it. I always appreciate when you're on the show. And again, congratulations on all the stuff that you're doing. You're, right. yeah, I think you're an inspiration to to photographers. I've said this in some of the other interviews that we've done that it feels like you're you're you know of course looking from the outside in. You know you could look at things are simplistic, but it looks like you are living the dream that a lot of photographers aspire to live. Right, living in yeah. a great city a respected photographer sought after you're on a mini organization speed dial to have you come in and you get to rub elbows with these amazing talented people and create images of them. Like what's not to like. So (laughs) it's, it's a a truly awesome in the true definition uh, place to be. If my 17 year old self knew what I was doing now, uh, I think he'd be happy and proud. I, I am always pushing for more and I'm always transparent on how things go. So if there's anyone out there who feels like they're stuck or feels like they don't know how this is going to happen for them or, or, or need, wants to know more about my journey, you know, I'm, I'm an open book. You can drop me a line, drop me an email, drop me a message, uh, come and grab a coffee with me in, in, in New York. And, uh, I'll talk to you about, about the, the journey and the path. Uh, but it is it is truly amazing to be living your dream. All right. Yeah, I'm going to take you up on that. We've been threatening for me to come out there and do that for years. So do it. yeah, do it. I'm I'm going to come out there and, and have a have a New York. I want a New York City like experience. I've been to New York before, obviously, but I want the New York City experience where you're sitting in a coffee shop, you know, having a coffee and do yellow it. cabs running by outside. All that, you know. I need the whole thing. Love so. it. <laughs> Love it. It's every day. All right. All right, Jesse Dittmar, you enjoy the rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk soon, man. Take care. Thanks, Frederick. Thanks for having me. This is Twitter.